0: Worker killed at construction site in Vancouver was mother of two. Cop brings in friends to show he's a good guy at disciplinary hearing for having gotten into a brawl with some teenagers. Getzino's first woman mayor resigns over toxic politics. Massive spike in flu hospitalizations last year after lockdowns. Ukraine warns that the era of European peace is over. And a private US company lands a shuttle on the moon. Good morning. It's Friday, February 23rd. I'm Nora. Here are your headlines. We start this morning in Vancouver, where a worker has been killed after a crane dropped its load. The incident happened at the Oak Ridge Development Project in South Vancouver. The victim has not yet been named. All we know is that she was a woman and had two kids. There was an emergency stop work order issued, and 1,700 workers were evacuated from the site, reports Ben Milger and Andrew Weichel from CTV News. The construction project belongs to Ellis Don, and they declined to comment or release any more details. Now, since it's happened, CTV has heard from, quote, a number of people who work at the site, unquote. And aside, a number could be just one. I hate when journalists do this, but I also have done this before when I wanted to be very vague. But okay, some number of people, which as low as one, but they give us three quotes. So maybe as high as three, maybe as high as five, or maybe even, I don't know. Eight. A number of people who work in the site have said that they've made multiple complaints related to safety issues there that haven't been addressed. One worker said, quote, "We have issues from crane operators dropping loads to workers carelessly walking under suspended loads through the danger tape." Unquote. The union, IUOE Local 115, is quoted as criticizing provincial regulations that aren't strong enough to ensure worker safety. Josh Towsley from the union, which represents crane operators, said this, quote, It's possible today for a construction company to lease a tower crane and to subcontract out the operation of that tower crane to an operator who has a provisional license. The requirement to get that provisional license is an online multiple choice exam, and then they get to work in a tower crane making lifts, unquote. Next to a story about a cop and some teenagers. Maybe this will become a new segment in the Daily News. Pierre Fournier was hanging out with his twin brother one day in April 2021 and, quote, spotted a group of 15 and 16 year olds riding dirt bikes at a local gravel pit, unquote. This happened in Greeley, Ontario, which is a small town near Ottawa. Now, I need to read how the Ottawa citizens Aidan Helmer wrote this because it's... It's it's great. I'm not even going to paraphrase this. Quote, Fournier was frustrated by the, quote, recurring, disrespectful and undisciplined actions of the youths and attitudes of the parents who enabled the activity, unquote, according to a summary of the case from the presiding officer, retired superintendent Chris Renwick. The group of teens rode away with some flipping Fournier the finger while he restrained one remaining biker and told him, quote, you're not going anywhere, unquote. The teens accused Fournier of using profanity and, quote, mocking words, unquote. As the group returned to the scene, and Fournier only identified himself as a police officer once the verbal altercation escalated. Now, I just want to point out, of course, one does not flip the finger. You either give the finger or flip the bird. Editors, where were you on that one? Well, naturally, the off duty officer got into a physical altercation with the teens. Whether it was only pushing and shoving or whether there were punches thrown was never established. But Fournier was found guilty of discreditable conduct back in January. Fournier has been angry with how the teens have been treated during his whole process, saying this, quote, these kids have been treated with kid gloves ever since this thing started, unquote, which is like, correct, they're kids. That's what kid gloves means. You are absolutely correct, Fournier. Anyway, the guy packed his disciplinary hearing with supporters, quote, a room full of neighbors, area farmers, landowners and fellow officers, unquote, which tells me that this rot goes deep. This dude is trying to fight kids, man. I don't know. Should this guy be a cop? I don't think this guy should be a cop. Anyway, it's worth noting that this whole incident happened while he was on sick leave. Next, we'll stay in the area of Canada and with the Ottawa citizen to news from Gatineau. The mayor of Gatineau, France Bellier, has resigned. She was elected in 2021 and was the first woman to ever hold the position. Why'd she resign? Well, she's trying to save herself. The harassment to death threats and stress was just too much to handle. In a press conference, she said that nearly 800 municipal officials have resigned since they were elected in 2021. The article quotes Quebec City's mayor, Bruno Marchand, saying that he was losing, quote, a friend and ally and a mayor who left no one indifferent, unquote. Which is kind of funny because there's no mention there of the toxic work culture that Marchand left behind at his former workplace. uh, That is not, I don't know if that's been reported or it's just commonly known. Or that two Quebec City municipal uh, councillors have just come forward this week to denounce the toxic culture in Quebec City. In fact, two other city councillors came to blows over a Facebook comment. (laughs) Anyway, everything's rotten, folks. It's, It's very, very bad. And if you want to get elected, yeah, this is what you deal with. It's horrible. Next, to national news, CTV's Megan Dallaire is reporting the number of kids who were hospitalized due to flu in 2022-23 went through the roof as compared to the year before. Where just 33 kids were hospitalized in 2021-22, 2,444 kids were hospitalized the year after. That was an increase of 7,306%. Now, we should note that 33 kids being hospitalized in the entire flu year of 21 22 is pretty crazy. I mean, that's a real really low number. But the spike, I mean, 7,000% is equally crazy. Hospitalizations related to pneumonia almost tripled for youth 17 years of age and under from 3,447 to 9,871. And it almost doubled for asthma. For young children, respiratory infections increased from 9,501 to 19,909. COVID stays increased by 43%. And for upper respiratory infections, the increase went from 2,114 to 2,797. And man, seeing these numbers is wild. I was one of those parents where the kid hospitalized after every single respiratory virus that he caught between the ages of 10 months in three years. So I know that world well. The spike, of course, revealed the weaknesses in the system and just how damaged pediatric care has become. And remember that pediatric care is kind of like the Cadillac of care within the the healthcare system. They get more services because they're kids. And so as a proxy for where everything else is, it's not good. Next to Ukraine, where Dmitry Kuleba, the Ukrainian foreign minister, told the Munich Security Conference that, quote, the era of peace in Europe is over, unquote. Now, if you thought that technically it was over when Russia invaded Ukraine two years ago, well, Kuleba is referring to the Russian capture of the eastern city of Avdivka. The city was home to 30,000 people and Europe's biggest coking plant. Ukraine estimates that the offensive in just four months cost them 47,000 casualties, 364 tanks, 248 artillery systems, 748 armored fighting vehicles and five aircraft, according to Al Jazeera. Kuleba said this, quote, and every time Ukrainian soldiers withdraw from a Ukrainian town because of the lack of ammunition, think of it not only in terms of democracy and defending the world-based order, but also in terms of Russian soldiers getting a few kilometers closer to your towns, unquote. Ah, yes, classic scaremongering. I don't know if that's a typo from Al Jazeera or if the guy actually said world-based order instead of rules-based order. But anyway, that's what it said. Ukrainian leadership places the blame for their losses squarely on the shoulders of the United States, which is taking too long to approve weapons for them. But they can't be mad at Denmark, which has given them, quote, all of the country's remaining artillery assets, unquote. Ukrainians are fleeing the country with the largest numbers leaving from the West to Poland at 17 million people. That's followed by 4 million people who fled to Hungary, 4 million people who fled to Romania and nearly 3 million people who have fled to Russia. And finally, U.S. capitalism has just placed a spacecraft on the moon. The Texas-based company, Intuitive Machines, made the first U.S. touchdown on the moon in more than 50 years. It's also the first time a private company did it. It almost didn't make it. Engineers needed to work an, quote, untested workaround, unquote, piloted from Earth to get the craft to land on the moon. The craft also lost communications for a long time, and when it came back, the signal was faint. Last month, Japan hit the moon as well, joining the U.S., China, India, and the Soviet Union as the only countries to have ever landed anything on the moon. The American craft is carrying instruments for NASA and commercial customers. Of course, as the private sector has gotten involved, lunar landings have come with new risks. It's actually incredibly symbolic that NASA will be relying so much on the private sector to reach the moon, a sign of the supremacy of capital over state-coordinated scientific and space exploration capabilities that built so much of the global aerospace industry. I had a chance to visit one of the space shuttles that is in Los Angeles a couple of years ago. And one of the guys who worked on the program who now does volunteer work and explaining this to tourists as we walk around at the museum was explaining to me how sad it was that NASA has been basically captured by the private market. And it is sad because we don't control that if it's in the hands of private companies. It's no longer in the hands of government. And not only do the risks grow, but the incentives for going completely change. Those are your headlines for Friday, February 23rd. I'm Nora. You're listening to this podcast at sandynora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed and anywhere you get your podcasts. I want to say thank you so, so much to Mary Newman for her help in putting together the Daily News so far this year. Mary's moving on. She has found a new thing to do in life. And so thank you so, so much for doing those scripts every couple of days, every week. Uh, hopefully we'll have a new name for you uh, coming up soon. And uh, stay tuned, of course, to any other calls for our help or requests for help. I know that there's a lot of folks out there that are eager to help us, and we do appreciate that. And it's Friday, so hope you're partying tonight. Hope you're partying tomorrow. Hope you're partying on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I'll see you on the other side.